Seven of texting hosted by myself justin vincent and jason roberts and today um we're recording in a different way than normal jason is um helping colby out at the end of the year uh leave college and um Col- jason right now is relaxing reclining on a bed i'm i'm looking at a strange view of him <laughs> and he has he has his uh ear earpieces in and the audio probably isn't going to be that great but uh, let's see how it goes Hello, yeah, Jason. The, the AirPod. This is the AirPod recording. So, AirPod. See how this works. Yeah, better than AirPod. nothing, right? Yeah, I guess you want. Like, look, you want us to be a machine again. You want us to. I remember what Rob Walling when I met up with him um, sometime after Microconf. He's like, he's like, you guys are like a content machine. Like, you have so much content coming out. Like, you couldn't believe. You know, we're just like doing two really? hours every week. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, uh, we, oh, stopped, just, we stopped. <laughs> we were that was like, like was that like ten years ago or something? When yeah, you said that was a long that. time ago. Yeah, yeah. I see. Right. Yeah. So what we got going on? You got a you got a slate of stuff to discuss. Well, let's start. Let's just start by my very short partnership with Dave, um, that has already expired. The partnership is already over. It's I run mean, its this course. Have you guys have you guys grown apart? Is that is that you just you <laughs> just grown right. apart? It's running this week. No, it's 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 funny. It's um, so, so well as we said in the in the last show, like it was exploratory to see if it was a good idea, and um, so I think Dave, I think the main thing that Dave realized, so he thought for some reason he had it in his mind that working with me wasn't going to be as intense as working with you, so somehow he had it in his mind that it was going to be, you know, more more chilled, more relaxed, more easygoing. Mm-hmm. And actually, he turns didn't, out he didn't, that he, he he sounds familiar with the guy who coined the term the madness, <laughs> right? So, and I think, and I think it's not it's not just that I you know was like super intense or whatever, but it's also because you know the where he's at in his life, like he's he's left his job, he's become a nomad, he's like wandering around the world, and I think I think you know he he kind of realized he was at a phase where he was we were moving the project over to Node, and he was doing that. And then he sort of had this realization, holy shit, this is a really big project. I'm going to have to keep this in my mind all the time. This is not like a half in kind of thing. Like we're, what the direction we're going in is complicated. It's complicated and, and, and difficult and I'm going to need to be all in and I'm not sure I'm ready for that phase right now. And I'm stressed about the fact I don't have a job and I want to, I don't have any income and all that kind of stuff. So Yeah, those are all valid reasons. I mean, I'm generally skeptical of partnerships anyway by their nature. Yeah. I think I think they have you have twice the uh, or, or more I think the opportunities for problems because <laughs> if 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 one per, if it's a solo project and you get distracted by life for one reason or another then there's always a chance of that happening um, but when you have two people if either one of them gets uh, gets side sidetrack that can that can kill the whole thing right so it's like you've almost doubled the chances but then there's also the the sort of uh the, the you got the variance and the covariance you got the chance that 
it's not either one of you, it's just something between the two of you that's becoming a problem. So you have all these these cases, the, all of these potential sources of, of disruption that can just kill the project. And um, I don't know. I mean, in, in, unless it's like a very short-term thing where you're like, okay, we're going to build this thing for a couple months and we're going to get funding and then we're both going to go all in. That's one approach. But if you're both going to be working part-time and it's on the side, it's this ongoing side thing, I just think that's really unlikely to work. So here's an interesting thing. Um, I was thinking about this, and I knew that that's what you were going to say. Um, but it occurred to me that you have never not had a partner. You've always had a partner. I have a partner now. Project... I mean, this, wasn't a, this wasn't Math Academy, is For, it? You do. You do. When you think about it, you do. So what? Like, so you, you, have, you have the needs net. You have the, the needs met. Uh, that you would need from a partner right now. It's just you're paying for it. So if you look at every other project, you have those needs met. So what's great about a partner is you've just got this person to brainstorm with, to share. But ever since Math Academy started, you've had Justin, you've had Alex, you've had that, all those people that now, you're paying. Justin, but they are Justin, essentially Justin. partners. But, but this, the guess, so first of all, that's not correct. Uh, Math Academy was going on for years before Alex jumped on and even longer before, before uh, Justin jumped on so you're just right? working away on your own yeah i mean you've been on the show how many times you've been listening to me talk about this thing i mean come on i mean i've been working on this thing since like 2016 2015 or something like that oh, um, interesting so how many years alex, how many years on your alex oh, just came you. on and i don't know probably i don't know so colby i i think i really began working on it um around 2016 when Colby and his crew were in sixth grade and he's a freshman in college. Right. Um, Alex has been, Alex joined, um, you know, I say joined, I mean, he became a, a contractor and I began paying him at first. It was part-time and then it was, uh, he came on pretty much full-time. So it was like a full-time contractor. And I so, think Colby was in so eighth Sandy grade. Wasn't so involved it was like, in two Sandy wasn't involved in 2016. Sandy Sandy is was only involved in the Math Academy software platform as um, the fact that I'm investing money and you know being my wife, half the money is hers by default, right? Right. She was not actively involved at all. I mean, she was she was had her hands full with all her nonprofits and, and stuff. So you, you don't want to revise history here to, 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 to smooth it out and make it look like it is now for the last, you know, nine months. Cause that is not remotely the case. Go so ahead. it was me. And then I hired a few. Um, and then I was writing some of the content initially. And then I hired three or four or five, depending on how you look like, at, maybe even up to six or seven content developers as contractors. For the first, when, when, you know, let's, I don't remember what the years were, it's like 2016 or something, when Colby's crew was in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And then I brought Alex um, on when Colby was in eighth grade because the, the, the content developers I had, most of them were kind of flaky and just not available. And it was just not, they were just, it was not, I needed someone to manage the content team, right? And so Alex came on. And so he was doing that. Now, paying somebody full time, is not a partner, right? No, I, no not. I'm not saying it is, but... it's absolutely but, not but it, the case. You, no, no, but you definitely get some of the needs met. You cannot possibly deny that. Like, you get needs no, met... I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it, but it has... Yeah. But having two people, 
having two people working on a side project part-time is not even remotely close to what was going on here. They're not comparable situations. So, so this is not going to, oh, well, I need a partner and we're both going to do this part-time. So Alex came on, you know, I'm paying him as a contractor. Um, Justin, like, was, was, we can, Colby was like, she's a 10th or 10th or 11th grade. I mean, so several years ago, Justin came on initially, it was just part, just as he was doing some videos for us and, and it, and it went from there. But I mean, my point still stands like, I mean, unless I'm very much mistaken, prior to um, Math Academy, all the other projects were with partners. Like you have done a lot, like the first project you did with Phil, that was with a partner. Then the project you did with Guillaume was with a partner. Like you, you have enjoyed doing projects with partners. Okay. Understand that Phil and I were, were funded. Right. Okay. Okay. That was funding. This was not like two guys doing it on the side. This was our, we had full funding for that. Right. Guyon, I paid him as a contractor. He was not my partner for, you know, years. I mean, I guess we worked a little bit, I guess in Epic Night we were working, I guess that was, I wasn't paying him for that, but that failed in, in part because, you know, lost focus. Okay. So, you know, so basically you still time. feel, you still feel the same way then. So, um, I guess the a, a part of the reason why you feel that way is because of your experience. Like you just well, I'm watching you. I mean, I idea. mean, how many of your how many of you partnerships you have? We've got a list of like twelve of them at this point. <laughs> Look, really, well, one Seriously, partnership you, worked you out really list. well. <laughs> what? I'm just an optimist, man. I'm just an optimist. Well, it's it's what they say that the the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. I guess. You know, I mean, it's like. It's, I just think that doing something, doing something part-time um, on the side is, is, is a low probability endeavor anyway, right? Um, and I think when you get two people doing something part-time, it just, it, it increases that um, probability of that not working. That's, 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 and le- the only, the only exception I think is if, it's very short term and it's this kind of thing where, okay, we're going to build a quick prototype and then we're putting together a deck and we're going to get funding. We're doing Y Combinator. They're going to get into a structure that's going to lead to funding. That's going to force them to both go all in. Right. There's a difference because there's a big difference between being all in and being sort of partially committed and then having other things that take up a huge percent of your time and are arguably more important because they pay your salary or whatever. Yeah. But you but you must admit it looked like it could work. I mean, we were both working on a very similar project. We both kind of converged. He was he was like uh completely available to 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 work on something. So it wasn't insane of me to think that there was a good chance. You know, we were similar kind I, of I, people. I didn't think it was gonna work. I just, just bit my tongue because I was like, you know All right. I, I I was like, you know, well I, I just didn't wanna you know, I mean, look, I, I, I You'd already decided to do it, and it's nothing against Dave. I, you know, it could be anybody. It, you know, and you say, "Well, I got this person, and we're both really excited." I'm just going to say, "Going, okay, well, that's not going to work." <laughs> Chances are, I mean, not that it won't ever work, but it's like if it has like a three percent chance of winning, I'll just say it's not going to work, and I win ninety nine, ninety seven times out of a hundred or something, right? 
That's true. But I don't want to be a jerk and just say it's, you know, you guys are going to fail and get you all upset about it and, and get him upset about it. Like I, you know, I, whatever, you know, I mean, maybe you're the 3%, but it's low. You're, you're decreasing the, the, the probability. But I, again, I just, the, these, these um, ongoing side projects that don't get funding that don't start making money in some short period of time that sort of, um, give you a reason to really put time into it that can convince other people than yourself, like in particular, say your wife or significant other that you should be mm-hmm. spending time on this. I think those things just don't work. I mean, you, you know, it's like hacker news, you look at it and it's like, everybody has, you know, a side project or 20 side projects, all of them have failed and hardly any of them have succeeded. I mean, the pro- it's just, um, it's like this uh, circus of delusion, you know, everybody's thinks they're going to create some, huge thing and but they're all just kind of half-assed and working on a part-time here and there it's just because it's hard man you know it's hard i mean you know you have other things going in your life you know it is it is uh just lonely though doing it without a partner um i mean it's just a fact it's just lonely it is so it is try and make up for it with the with the community with customers it's like oh just got to stick with it i mean with with plugio it was it was bearable because the customers were nice, you know. There was end users who were nice talking to those guys. And you're making money. And I was making money. Yeah. That's the key thing. <laughs> you're making money. You know, if you were ma- if you were making money, it doesn't matter how nice people are, you know. I mean it's like you know, other things um Well, but the customer precedence. conversations are good because like you're you because basically with Plugio it, as well as making money, when you're talking to a customer, you're saying, Okay, what do you think of the software? You know, what, what, what is the problems with it? How can I improve it? So you're talking about that thing that you're working on with someone who's also really interested in that thing that you're working on. So it's a great, uh, it's a great sort of melding of the minds in that moment. And it feels like you're making a connection and it feels like not lonely because you can have a lot of conversations like that. But when you're just, yeah, when you're just making something and just hoping that it's going to work, oh, that's the tough time. That's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why it's releasing software is so important because you can start that positive sort of feedback loop where you're getting a, a sense that if you're on the right track, um, you're getting positive feedback, hopefully. And, and you know, you're going to be getting some negative feedback, but hopefully we're getting some encouragement, some positive feedback, which helps. Um, but also you're getting confirmation that what you're doing actually has potential actually has utility for people, which is a big difference. I mean, we can all sort of like, spin these fantasies in our mind about how amazing our the software is that we're building, how everybody's just going to love it and it's going to do all this stuff. But that is hard to sustain that over time. You know, eventually you start going, I oh, mean, nobody's going to care about this. This thing's stupid. You know, this, then those sort of negative self-doubts just um, begin to take over. And then when other things impinge, you know, where it's like, uh, you know, we got to, you know, we got to get a bigger apartment. How are we going to afford it? Or we need a new car because this car, you know, all of a sudden it's like, why are you spending all your time doing this thing, right? If you're not making money, it's like you need to be working on your job and trying to get a promotion or get a better job or whatever, you know? And so, yeah. Um, so feedback from users is critical, but money is, um, money is what it really, um, gets things going, gets things in gear. So, but I, I should clarify one thing. I mean, or not clarify, but just add. So I don't mean to diminish the role of Alex and Justin 
and what and that they played in the, in the years. But it, it's just important not to conflate it with a couple or a few people working together as partners on some unpaid project. This is so in a different universe. I mean, Alex is making a good living for years because I'm paying him. So that there's no question, you know, I mean, he can go get another job, but he's like, okay, I'm getting paid well, you know, this is this looks like it's going to go somewhere. That's totally different. He's happy. His wife's happy. Can live a life, right? I mean, I was paying Justin initially, but then eventually he's like, and I was like complaining one day because I was like, it was back when I was like writing these fifty thousand dollar a month <laughs> checks to Math Academy just to keep it funded, and he's like, you know, I, I I'd be happy to work with for equity. I mean, if it will increase the odds of succeeding, and I was like, really, you want to? He's like, oh yeah, and so. Right. But he knew at any point I could pay him. Right. Mm. That's a different situation. Like he's already being paid because he's already working for the our, our school program. He already had a full time salary. But it's also, you know, so I, I just think it's important to understand these things. So this these things was going for for years. And, and, and you know, while Sandy has been an important voice in, you know, in, 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 in of encouragement and also a, 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 a practicality, um, you know, she didn't jump on and really start doing stuff until this past fall. I mean, she was, she was fully occupied with other things. I mean, she did, like she did do some, actually, I should say that's not entirely true. Uh, the, the fall before last, so 12, 2021, where she's like, you're launching this, right? And I was like, uh, and she's like, yes. She, and so she was one guys... kickstarter that whole thing and everything. But, but also, I mean, you were, you guys were, but, I'm not trying to say that you're wrong. I'm just saying what mm-hmm. you also involved with the actual um, districts with, with Math Academy together. Like you're both quite involved in that, right? Oh, yeah. Just no, we, yeah 100%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she, we, we were both very involved in that. And, and, and she was critical for making that happen because um, she was the one who had all the credibility and relationships at sort of the um, – at the district level, because she was on the executive committee of the of the um, Pasadena Educational Foundation, I mean, she knew the board members, she knew the superintendent. You know, I mean, she so knew you all could, the people. In theory, yeah. so you could always talk to her about Math Academy and talk to her about. Well, I talked to her all the time, I mean, more than she wanted to hear about it. I mean, there you, you go. Know what I mean? Well, that's what I'm talking about. Like when you have no one to talk to about it, like it's really t- it's really tough. That's that's all I'm trying to say. It's like, but like just a a, a person. Who's kind of like in your corner? Who you can talk to about it? A partner's cool too, and 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 having paid workers is cool too. But just generally being able to have another person in the equation somehow, you know, because when you have absolutely nothing and no one to talk to, that really makes it very difficult to like a ten x amount. It's just like this black box, you know, just doing this yeah. thing. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's not it's easy, man. Work. It's not hard. That's why. That's why ninety nine point nine percent of these things fail. You know, and they say like most yeah. startups fail. It's like most side pro- the percentage of side projects that fail. I mean, you know, it's virtually all of them. And um, but I, I think I think having somebody who's going to work with you part time on this isn't the solution because I think it's just increases no, no. Or increases it, it. What you need to do is have a mastermind group or something or a podcast already, or yeah. something. Yeah. 
We yeah. already have that. Yeah, we do have that. So, um, yeah. so can could, I'm your you one man? Just I'm, your you one man I, I'm your I'm your one man mastermind group. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you're the mastermind and the podcast. Um, do you mind? But also, <laughs> but you're also very um, what's the word? Um, brusque in your in your in your you know like like so so if you don't like something, it's there's no there's no like dancing around with it. You're like no. <laughs> Justin, that's a piece of shit. <laughs> you know, so it's like, so, so. Oh, I'm not you're, you're a specific. You're a, speci- you're a specific kind of mastermind. You're like a mastermind that's like, it has to be exactly. Tough uh, but love. anyway, 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 it's anyway. A tough um, love mastermind. Look, um, do you mind if I tell you my plan at the risk of like you saying something like that? <laughs> I'll tell you my plan. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So, and I've only got like probably five, 10 minutes max, and then we'll move on to your stuff. Um, so I've been looking at this through my through my nugget course lens, my my nugget mentor lens. And I think what I would say to myself if I was a nugget person, I would say, okay, what you really need is you need people. You need a lot more people using this thing. And um you need to do the things the 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 things that were gonna make that happen. And this is what I think is gonna make that happen. A lot more people to use this thing. Um, and then I'll, and then I'll work out monetization aspects later. I think I need to, I think I've done really well on this, on what you, me, and, um, the other guy are using it for There's There's three kind of core users and that's the tasks and that's the tasks for the checklist. But I do think that it needs to be, well, first of all, the brand is wrong. Um, it's really hard to, to connect with a brand called list. Like Microsoft word makes sense because it's Microsoft and then word. So you've got that connection, but like, I think there's like, there's a spectrum on branding. Like I think uh, name the generic works up to a point in terms of brandableness, but then it goes, oh, actually that's so generic. It's just like, what is that? You know, how can anyone connect with that? So I think the brand needs to change a, um, not necessarily in this order. Well, you mean like and then Slack and Discord? Yeah, exactly. They, they hit the, they hit their, they're brandable, but word if a company can yeah, what words, i'm saying what i'm just... what i'm saying is that is those, those are counterexamples. i mean if someone just said to you it's like oh i'm gonna call called slack what does slack mean you, you look up on the google and it's all slackers and it doesn't but it mean, has some means don't it try. has some quirk it has some quirk no, you're like... you're you're retrofitting this you're retrofitting it you're this is the same with discord this means disagreement it's just a word it doesn't have anything to do it's just like it's just like it's a bad it's a negative you could you could always come up with these these sort of like rationalizations a, a. And B, I'm just going to ignore what you just said. And then B, um, you can't search it. Like, so it'd have to be so big. Like, if you take, for example, Discord, right? It's not going to be hard to get to the number one result of Discord because it's just, it's not really, or Slack. Again, they're kind of quirky and unique versus Word or List. That's really difficult to get to the top of Google. Drip is way easier to get to the top of Google, but List is so fucking generic. It's in every sentence. It's like how... Like something that's just a general part of so many sentences, how can you even compete on Google to ever get on the front page? Like, so if I, so even if I was successful and had a thousand customers, oh, you, you want to check out list and they go away and they forget the domain. They'll, they'll type in list. Like, is, is it going to come up? I mean, I don't know. I, d- I doubt it. So well, I think, um, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Justin. I think SEO is probably going to be dead with the whole, with all the, with the integration of chatbot. I mean, who's going to be, I mean, if, if everybody's, if, yeah, That's I mean, if, if, it, if it, 
it's going to be a word of mouth that's going to be advertising and word of mouth. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I have a feeling SEO has become is going to become less and less important because of that. Because but people it's also, are just yeah. It's also how you as a founder feel about it. So, like internally, if I wore a T-shirt that had Math Academy, I would be walking around and thinking, "Yes, I like this. This feels good. Math Academy. I get it." Discord again. Yes, Discord with their logo. Yes, this feels good. Slack. Yes. List. List. <laughs> it's just like, here's my statement to the world. List. It's just somehow it doesn't. It doesn't pack a punch. It doesn't okay, pack fine. a punch. Well, if you, you don't like it, you don't like it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think this is, I don't think, I don't think this, this is This is just problem. mental, internal psych, psyche, right? So that's one. I, yeah, I don't but think it, this is even your top 100 problems, but okay. No, but, but no, but no, but. In a way, it is because I don't have a fucking partner or anyone to talk about, and I'm dealing with a black box, and I need to feel good about it in my head. So, so first of all, I got to fight myself just to get keep working on this thing. You okay, know what, what about Nitro Notes? I like that. I like that Nitro Note. Yes, I thought you notes. already changed it to Nitro Notes. So, what's the what's I, the problem? Well, that was that was the that was the discussion with uh, with um, Dave, and I think I think that's a good call. I like Nitro Note. I think that's that almost has some connotation of like, I don't know, something heroic about it. So I like that. So that's the first thing. Second thing is, I think I need to backpedal. Um, <laughs> I need to backpedal. So I've got really into the weeds of the um, of the checkboxes and the moving and all that kind of stuff. But for this to be truly uh, used by a lot of people, I think it needs to be presented more like Excala Draw. I showed you Excala Draw. You just kind of go there. You can start using it. And to do that in its current form, it's not going to it's not going to do that. What I think I need to do is to get remove those little lines, and those little lines on on every line, and then or make them optional, but and then default them to off, and then just make it so that it's just like a regular note app, like it's got a heading one, a heading two, a heading three, bullet points list. So it just behaves like you expect it to as a note app, and then you mm -hmm. find out later because you really like it, you, that it's got all these powerful features. So I think Nitro Note needs to be this place that you can go to, like Excaladraw, and it's like instantly you can just start working with it like you expect to work with a Notes app, like like Word mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, those kind of things. And I think mm -hmm. that will get it spread and all give, make it, and I think that something else that's really important, this sounds so unimportant, but it's so important, I've realized, is uh, dark mode. Because... This is this, this is like that question. Um, no, this is like that question, like like that question at uh, the survival question, right? Okay. They, where, remember, I told you that we did on our thing, and, and basically, they you've got this list of ten items. How can you survive in the desert? And like sunglasses was on the list, and everyone put that as number ten. But it turns out that like sunglasses are like the like the number one important thing <laughs> to survive in the desert, because although it seems stupid, it's like you really need sunglasses. So with this, I've been it's been annoying the fuck out of me for like a year that I have to stare at this big white screen <laughs> with list, and I'm think that that again internal psyche. I just think it needs to be pleasant for me to use. You know what I'm saying? So that's the reason why I think. And so not necessarily in the order I just described to you. I think, uh, in fact, I do have an order um, and I'll just tell you that real quick. I think removing the stuff on the start of the line is number one. I think adding the H1 styles and making it just like a regular thing is number two. I think adding the little drag handles so you can drag things around is number three. 
I think making images a bit smarter so that they can be the full width of the document or a thumbnail. And then adding the file export so that it can export to Markdown. And then I'll add a button bar on the top so that it just makes it really quick to be able to change nodes. And then I'll add a dark mode and then I'll rebrand to Nitro Note. That's the order I've got. Um, you know, look, <laughs> well, oh, you're such a, you're it, such a great brainstorm partner, Jason. You really make me feel so warm and fuzzy inside. Well, my, my job is here to make you pro. I mean, I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to kill your vibe, man, you know, but, but I, I just, I got, I have to call bullshit when I hear it, but here, I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. I mean, look, I don't think dark mode is important for anything else than other than your than your internal emotional disposition. But that's important, right? If you feel bad about something yes. because of the name exactly. or because of this, okay, then, then change exactly. it. Like, get yourself to feel good about it. I mean, I talk about that all the time and with, you know, with Math Academy, with working out, whatever. I mean, you've got to be in a positive psychological um, position. You have to maintain that because that drives everything. If you're feeling bad about stuff, negative about stuff, you have doubts, you have discomfort, then you just start, you stop, um, you, you start disengaging. Exactly. You start to- exactly. So, so better. So rather than saying dark mode, you know, or a brand, what I should say is like positive psychological emotion. <laughs> that, okay. fe- that, that is what I need to get sorted. Yeah. Okay, but let me let me explain this too. So you're a, you're a very emotional person, I think. And everyone that listens to the show would like you're very emotionally driven, um, and so it's important to maintain your. I mean, look, I get, you would say that we all we all are, right? I mean, um, you know, Phil Phil said that about me once. He's like Jason, you know, he's I think he said that to you, right? He said Jason's very a very emotional guy. person, and I'm not really saying what do you mean by emotion? I have strong opinions. I have very strong feelings about things. But, but like, if you said to me, well, Jason, I have to work on this completely unnecessary feature. It's going to take me six months of work because that's not like I feel emotionally positive about it. I'd be like, that is stupid. That is self-sabotaging and you need to stop it. But if it's like, well, Jason's going to take me like three days or a week and I find it like, all right, you know, it's like, it's not a big deal. I mean, dark mode is, yeah. is shouldn't be a big deal. And so it's really yeah, about exactly. the cost, right? There are things that you're going to do. Yeah. That it's like, I just want to do it. I think it'll be cool. And it, it's not going to take all time. But if those things start to spiral out of control, then it's a problem. Like, I, you know, I remember, and I've told this, I've told the story offline. I don't know if I told it on the, I probably did tell it on the show at least once. But, you know, it was a time, it was like, um, I don't know, like six months ago. And Sandy, I was working on a new kind of UI about how tasks would work and kind of a tree of tasks and things. I was kind of experimenting with a, a slightly different UI concept. And Sandy, and I, and I, I, I say, Sandy, come here, take a look at, look at this. What do you think? And I saw her and I go, ooh, this cool. And then we could do this and that. And, and she goes, she's like, so she's like, has anybody uh, asked for this? I was like, no. She's like, anyone complained about the, the task interface and i was like no not really she's like so but we still don't have any way any way for people to sign up or onboard or pay yeah at all and i'm like yes and she's like interesting and just like walks away <laughs> i was like ah, yeah good point I mean, you didn't have to say that's... anything she just kind of nodded pause it's interesting <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so I immediately like stash all that code. All right, screw this. It's that is right, stupid. Get work on what's um, do the do the needful. I guess is the saying. You know, focus on what's important. Focus on what's impeding growth, impeding adoption. You know what's what you know. Yeah, keeping you from moving forward. So, all right. So, so I so from from that list of things, very high up on is I think what's stopping this from moving forward, which is just making it more backpedaling and making it like a regular note thing. Just like a regular note app that people can use and it works the way they expect. That is like number one. <laughs> and then making it so that it's just got a really nice onboarding and it's really easy. Yeah. Well, I I I agree. I mean, what you're trying to do a little bit here, which I think is is more important, is you're 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 reorienting the product concept to something that you think is going to have a, a, a larger potential market, wider adoption and that's that's fine i think these are all that's right. legitimate things that you're like all i have to do is because you, you're the sum in the sum you say look i got like four to six weeks of work and i can totally turn this from this little list checkbox thing into a general purpose information um, management yeah. system that is a hundred percent legitimate thing to do. and like i, I want to change the concept from list to nitro note or something and i'm and i'm doing dark okay i get it I, that that I, I get all that right I mean, you know, the, the, the argument of a list is brandable or not brandable, this or that. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I think some of that stuff is, I don't totally buy it. I think, I think, you know, if, if like two or three years from now, you know, Google or somebody else comes up with something called list and you're going to be like, oh man, I had that. I, I don't know why I can get <laughs> no, that I on. They took it off no, and, you know, and it, they totally make it work and you're just going to be like, yeah, it's because it's, it's, uh, the name isn't that, that big a deal. But you know what's funny? I have to say one thing that's funny because you said, well, like Math Academy, this and that. So I struggled for a long time with the name, if you recall. I mean, on the show, right. people remember me. I'm like, you know, because Math Academy was a distant program. There's going to be this product confusion and stuff. And then, I, I mean, I, I was anguishing over this for years. And that was holding me back, just like this is holding you back. Because yeah. you don't have a lockdown product concept brand. It does create some friction some mental emotional friction um you know because you just can't you can't really come up with a design all stuff if you even have it then exactly. you know what's saying right what's the center so, of the onion here <laughs> you know it's like yeah right i mean not that you can't change it but it still holds you back and i remember my buddy doug who i did mv code club um, with and I, I remember because I was I remember driving like I was driving from the gym and I was going to pick up early from gymnastics and I remember exactly where I was and I said you know because I had I tried on three or four or five different names and 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 there were names that I think that Alex kind of liked and Sandy was like I could go with that and Justin it was like general like everybody was kind of like yeah you know yeah could work cool you know and it was but then I was just like. And I was like, and then I said, you know, I think I'm just doing Math Academy. And Doug was like, absolutely not. You cannot do Math Academy. I'm going to personally intervene here. That's terrible. <laughs> like, you need, it needs to be like Jason's, you know, math site or Jason, you know, this would be something with your name and your personality and all this stuff. And oh, man. he was so certain and so convinced that he knew what he was talking about. And you know, I was like, and that actually set me back probably six months. I actually listened to it. I was like, geez, because I was unsure already. And then he was, he came in full force. Like, Jason, dude, you cannot go around. That's terrible. 
And uh, that's why I am so wary about giving advice to people, by the way, because like when you give advice to people, they listen and you have to be really fucking careful because you don't want well, like, do. a lot just, of times they don't. What you just said is like he set you back six months. I completely believe that. And um, yeah, it's a powerful position to be trusted. Well, yeah, I'm going to say a lot of times people don't listen to advice. Tons of times you give people advice and they totally ignore it. And you're just like, give me a break. And then, and then they, but right, like something like this. So Doug, probably wouldn't, he probably will say, he probably, if you asked him, he'd be like, I have no recollection of that conversation. <laughs> he probably <laughs> yeah. wouldn't remember. Right. He'd be like, no, I was like, man, I'm sure he'll say that, you know? Um, yeah. But um, in any way, I mean, I'm happy with Math Academy now. That's it. It's just what it is. It is like it is. It is. It is. It is naming. It's exactly what it is. And um, you know, I'm fine by that. Now, the other thing I, I thought at the time is like, well, if we go outside of math and we want to do some stuff with like computer science or whatever or physics, that it, it, it did not fully encapsulate it. Then I was like, you know, what, screw it. I mean, those things are all ma- very heavy. You know, at mathematical at this at their center. So. No name is perfect. But Math Academy, you know? Math Academy has the vibe. It's somehow, in my mind, connected with like a Car- Captain America kind of vibe. Like it's it's kind of superheroish in a way. You know, I think <laughs> of a superhero when I, think, when I see. Yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of why yeah. I like Nitro Note. Like if in the few logo things that I've done, it seems sort of like that. It seems like, yeah, I like Nitro. Like, well, that's why I was like, Nitro why are you? Note. Then you're like, you're you're. I thought I thought we I thought you said it last week, and all of a sudden you're back to list and you're complaining about it. So no, I no. I well, know. I well, I was just saying that like these are the things that I need to do. So obviously there's some work to do to move it, but I'm not going to do that first. I'm going to do some of the other stuff first. But I do. I really admire these people who can be completely abstract and just think about UIs and the way things work without giving a crap about the brand or the or the look and feel or the colors. Like you know Peldy's like that like that's the whole point of Balsamic mockups it's just these cartoons you know so that you just don't get distracted from the core functionality of it that was his whole point. Right. Well, I think in some sense situations you know if you're building features onto an existing brand or an existing product then that stuff is already figured out right and, right, and, and right. i think a lot of his customers weren't like one person startups who don't have a brand it's like in turn it's the product managers and existing companies that are like trying to figure out how we're gonna you know add this new wizard that's gonna do all this stuff like sketch it out with with mockups but um but like yeah. a counter example just a quick counter example so i was doing i was showing because i always do high def mockups for uh modern teacher so it all looks like the finished product. So I was showing it to the team and they and and they were like, oh, "Is it finished?" <laughs> I was like, "No, no, that's that's the mock-up." So there's They're like, "Yes, it is in my mind." <laughs> in my mind, right? No. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's it. That's that's enough of my stuff. Let's uh, what what you got? What else you got? Well, I just want to say I'm 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 I like Nitronote. I like your broadening concept. I'm I'm a supporter. I'm here for you, Justin. <laughs> I want you to succeed. No, but yeah, you know, I am. I'm not, I, I, I don't want to be the bad guy. You know, I'm your I'm your friend. You know, I'm trying to. No, help I, you, no, I'm you don't. You want, but yeah. <laughs> but as a friend, 
you need to be somebody who tells the truth. I mean, sometimes it's going to be hard. It's hard to listen to and, you know, always want to, and a lot of people just don't want to do it. They're like, I don't, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to tell them this or that because they're just going to get mad at me or it's going to create a problem relationship, even though they really need to know it. And they just, people don't say it. So luckily I don't have a lot of that. Yes. So let me reply. So now that we're being all touchy feely, let me say, I really appreciate that about you that you are so sort of honest and straightforward. <laughs> or it just makes for good it just makes for good radio. <laughs> I mean it makes for great radio. <laughs> it's always interesting and that's another reason why I'm so glad to have you in my life. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> well <laughs> Happy Father's here. Day. All Happy right. Father's yeah, Day. No, that's tomorrow, right? That's tomorrow. That, yeah. right? Well I'm I'm close I'm, enough. Okay. Yeah, close enough, exactly. Um Okay. So what um what's what's next on the uh, what's next in the docket? Are we where are we going? You're driving the ship, right? Um, math academy. You want to talk math? You want to talk some math academy? Well, we could either talk about math academy or we could talk about the things that we promised we were going to talk about this time, which was Apple's new scuba mask, or um, what really happened in the Wuhan lab. Well, let's first talk predictions. I want to go to your oh, yeah, your predictions. Predict- I want to go to your predictions because oh, that'll oh. lead in Math Academy a little bit. So, so read your two predictions. Uh, okay, there's a new. There's a, we'll, well tell, lay this out for people who aren't on the Discord. Okay, so if you're not on the Discord, and you definitely should be, because it's the most happening place in town. This is like <laughs> the Ritz in the 1950s. Um, I created a new predictions channel uh, at the uh, advice of Veraptor and uh, possibly someone else who I can't remember right now. And I started it with two predictions. And uh, the reason for this predictions channel is to have a place to write down your prediction. And then when you are proven correct, you'll be able to go back. Because Discord doesn't get rid of your chat history. You'll be able to go back, rewind the channel and say, look, I said it. I said it. And so one thing I said, obviously, number one is we will achieve Jarvis level AGI within five years, obviously. I mean, we've Which is now four and a half. Length. So you, you, you've already, you're already, it's now done four and a half years. Because you made that in like late December, early January, so your your clock is ticking. All right, all right, all right. I stand corrected. And then my prediction number two, and this will definitely happen, is Math Academy will have more than one thousand customers by June 15, twenty twenty four. You said more than or one thousand? More than one thousand customers. Why do I think that? No, no. Okay, so. I can so tell you why I think was... that. I I can tell why you why I think that. Because I don't I I also predict that you are going to launch within one year. I do I do I can't imagine in any possible world that you're gonna drag this out for every year. And I know for a fucking fact that when you do that launch and get all that press, you are gonna have a huge sign up rate and that is going to get you over a thousand customers. That is why. So then why do you always say it? So okay, so why do you just say a thousand? Oh, I I said it's going to be more. Than I'd like to I'd like to understand what analytical frame you, you applied to this. So, I would, where'd you get a thousand from? Well, because you've got five hundred now, so I'm thinking you could double in a year. And I, but I think you're going to more than double. So that's the that's the extent of the thinking on this. Yeah. No, no. So how many? No. How many it's we, what I just said. This, <laughs> the, okay. the, no, there's a bit more thinking. What I just said was I. So first of all, you are very bad at, at launching. And I'm I'm thinking you are going to launch within a year because I can't believe you can extend that for another 12 months. That's definitely going to happen. And that's what's going to get this big insurge of people 
where we're going to get at least double the amount. That's my thing. Well, I, I think I think I think that's a, a very um, I think it's a conser- quite a conservative number. I don't think that's so. Here we had we had about sixty this time last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean we're we're closing in on six hundred just by word of mouth, dude. I wanted to make I wanted to get so, my prediction so, right. That's why I said more than a thousand. That's like say you're going to have more than 500. I mean, that, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a silly prediction. It's not even so. Um, <laughs> so my prediction wasn't so, ambitious enough. Is that what you're saying? It's ridiculous. Yeah, because here's the thing. Justin, listen to this. So we <laughs> 9, 10x in, we 9, to 10, 9 or 10x in one year with no marketing. A couple of comments on a, on a, you know, errant comments on a Hacker News thread and one and a mention and, and, a, and a column on, on, on Washington Post. And so we just call it 10x, pretty much 10x. And so what you say is next year when we launch, we're going to 1x. That's your thinking? <laughs> we're going to just, well, actually, wouldn't we're going to go less wouldn't that than be 1x. 2X? Wouldn't that be 2x? Or two, we're going to double. So we're going to do 2x. So we double, right? We're 2x. <laughs> really? I wanted to be right with my prediction. That's like, but you I, get hear, like I hear what you you're get saying. Like one, you get like one penny for that. You win one penny. That is like that's like I'm going to predict well, that there will be a new movie about superheroes in the next three years. That's like, well, okay, look. Of course, there listen, will be. smart guy. Listen, smart guy. Why don't you do a prediction for Math Academy? What's your prediction? Well. I I think I'll put bounds on it. I think it's going to be in a range. I think I can't imagine that we would be less than two thousand. Um, I, I would I would put it in the two to two to five thousand range. So, okay, somewhere between four and ten x. You know, um, it kind of depends on how how things go, how aggressive we are. So by June 15, twenty twenty four. But I think I think I think rather than talking users, we should talk. We should probably talk uh, monthly revenue rate because it's a little it's a little hard because some people pay annual, some people do lifetime, some people paid a different price. You know, came in a beta one, beta two price. You know, so it's a little. Um, so what's the MRR going to be? All right. Well, you've you know, got to put these in the prediction now. channel. Right. I've just put. I've so just what's put... your prediction? So my prediction would probably be. Well, you're on, you're on, what do you, you're on 20K right now. So uh, we're, basically. We're a little bit. We're, we're, about like, we're, we're over about 22K now. Okay. Well, I'm going to predict 100,000. Okay, so you've changed significantly. <laughs> so you've gone, you've gone from what trying, you thought forty thousand. Just trying to, to fit 000. in with your expectations. You've got such stringent <laughs> no. and specific expectations. Now, a hundred thousand is that good enough? Did I do a good enough prediction for you? No, you. It's, your prediction <laughs> is not. It. It's not to. It's not to please me. It's to do whatever you think is going to happen. I'm just telling you what I think are, are, are is reasonable. Now, I could, it could be. It could be that I am 
and again, it's not totally me. Remember, I mean, Sandy's heavily involved in, in this stuff too. So it's like me being bad at launching, it's not up just up to me. You know. Okay, so it's. Um, oh, I'll, I remember so, to bring that up with the interview with Sandy. So Jason Sandy says is, you're bad at launching, Sandy. Got it. Got it. Yeah. He, no, <laughs> Sandy won't put up with that. So she's that. It's not. Um, she's heavily involved in, in the in the timing and the PR and, and, and all this kind of stuff. Right. So, I mean, it would be a total face plant if we only doubled by next year. It's possible. It's possible. But our growth rate, our just word of mouth trickle in growth rate, um, you know, we should we would hit that far before the end, you know, hit that before the end of the year probably. Great. I want it. So what's your what's but, your revenue prediction? What's your revenue prediction? I don't know. I see it, it, I think I think it's best to play conservative as a uh Right, I mean, because if you don't, it's like you know, it's like it's it's like my prediction to was conservative, and you didn't like it. So in, in that no. case, well, that was a prediction. That was a pre- <laughs> that wasn't a prediction for your own thing. That was a prediction for something else. Okay, all right. Yes, But like, it's it's one thing to say, "Well, I'm going to do this," or "I'm going to do that." It's like, all right, smart guy, let's see it. Right? You know, you 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 paint yourself on the corner. So that's why I'm like, I think, I think r- realistically, it's. Um, I think a hundred thousand a month on the low end, quarter million at the high end. Okay, uh, that's a, that's good. I, think, I mean, that's very impressive. I think if that if that turns out. I think that if if it's only fifty, then I'm an asshole. Then I'm a complete asshole. Okay, so I'm not going to make predictions about Math Academy anymore because, like, this <laughs> it's too loaded. It's just too loaded. <laughs> but that's what I've learned. It's like I was like, I'm like, so he, we 10 X's last year, and he thinks we're going to go sublinear this year. That's an interesting okay. prediction. But yet, but yet, AI, something we don't even truly understand how to do, is suddenly going to magically appear in four and a half years. Like we're just we're going to have full AI. Like that's that's going to go full geometric. I mean, we're going to go we're in a full singularity in four and a half years. But uh, yeah, Math Academy, it's sublinear. It's, it's okay. the the the, uh, the the proportional growth word of mouth doesn't apply. So now it's, a, it's, it's like all... a sort of a dis. There's a there's sort of a dichotomy in our thinking of the two things. It's kind of funny. Look, no one said I was logical. Okay, now in the in the predictions channel, there's there's a lot. I mean, there's been a, quite a lot of discussion in there um, about things like network states, UFOs. Well, let's talk about them. Let's talk about them. Well, let's go um, through which ones you uh, want to talk about. These so, are fun. Uh, sure, Veraptor says. Um, a full detailed report found alien artifacts will not be made public. Anything published will be extremely shallow and not enough for independent confirmation. No international research, okay. or at least completely independent. Oh no, no, no! So one, at a, one at a time. One at, one at okay, a time. Okay, sure. All right. All right. Wait, well, wait, wait, how are we going to talk about? You list five. It was one. Okay, at a time. so basically, okay. a full detailed report of a found alien artifacts will not be made public. Anything that is published will be shallow. So here's the thing with predictions. Um, I think you always have to shade uh, things based on your own biases, right? So when you're like, so you're playing golf, if you have a little bit of a slice, you need to you need to aim a little left, right? Something's gonna that's gonna fade fade to the right. You got to pull left. You got to you got to counteract, right? 
if you're if a gun shoots left, you need to aim a little bit right. So right. if you if this is something that you would like to see happen, you got to remember that's influencing your thinking. So my thinking right. is like, I would love that to happen. That yeah. would be awesome. I mean, what could be more interesting than that? Even if it doesn't directly impact our day to day lives, and it just yeah, what would be the report if there was? Let, let's just say that there was some complete like detailed report. There were photographs. There were videos. There were some videos published. the 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 um the media went nuts with it. But then after like a month, it would kind of die down because it's like okay, well you know it's just it's like everybody talks about stuff for a while, even the big things like a you know a war, pandemic, whatever. Unless it's affecting us day to day, there's only so much you can say about it. People get tired of hearing about it, you know. And so I think um uh. But I don't think that's going to happen. I would love it. It would be super awesome, but I don't think it's going to happen. So I would agree with I would agree with him that there's going to be there will be more information that's going to come out. There'll be more there'll be more you know indirect evidence, more circumstantial evidence, more leaked reports, more stuff will continue to grow. But um, I think there's about a one in five shot that it would come out. Which means I got to vote and I say he's right. It's not going to happen. So I'd it's love it too, but it's not interesting. You think it would die down? Because I'm just imagining, like, thinking about some other examples, like say Bigfoot or like Jurassic Park. Like, let's say for example, we found an island, like a small island that had some dinosaurs on it, um, and that was revealed to be real. Would that ever die? Like down? they were just there, or like we used a genetic engineer because Jurassic Park was genetic engineered. I know that. I know that. No, they were just there, or or genetically engineered. Uh, no, they were just there. Let's say but genetically you... engineered because they're just not there. That's not. That's not going to happen. Okay, so they were genetically engineered. So, so some multi-billionaire genius billionaire funded the genetic engineering of 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 uh, of found uh, 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 dinosaur dna whatever okay so what would happen i guess it would i guess it would i mean obviously it would it would ha have about the same longevity as like harry potter or something like that so something really just a really huge blockbuster so it would always be in the mind of of like a decent amount of people but it would definitely fade out of the public the public news cycle yeah i get it i get it so anything like that's gonna nothing's gonna just perm but but I guess what what would be consistent would be like if actual aliens started living with us, then that would just be consistently in the news cycle because we would there'd just be consistently new stuff happening. But if it's just one data point, <laughs> the aliens have bought a duplex down the street from me. <laughs> no, the, what is that going to do? They like housing no, prices. No, but it's going to be tax them. I mean, what? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's going to be. Oh, so they, that guy, that guy's not paying the price. They property taxes me, right? I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, what are you're we... assuming that aliens are a guy, but yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know. No, I, I like, think you're right. Uh, I think it would fade out of the news if it was just a, if it was just a data point, a single data point, a bunch of photos, then, then all it would do is it would just spawn a bunch of more fervent sites tracking that stuff, like that would just become more mainstream. In fact, here's I've got a good reference point for you. I've got a really good reference point for you. QAnon. Like that was just in the sidelines, completely not really thought about by very many people. Then all of a sudden, somehow it became pretty mainstream. And it, it, it's just a random side thing that becomes 
a conspiracy theory that becomes just super QAnon mainstream. QAnon is mainstream? What are you talking about? Most people oh, don't yeah. know what QAnon is. I mean, a lot of people know what QAnon is. Yeah, I mean, it, it, no. it, it's much bigger than... When you say mainstream, define mainstream. Like what? Okay, like... okay. Sorry, I mean aware about it in the mainstream. Like everyone knows about it. Not everyone follows it. I'm just talking about. It's a well known. So. I don't think that is that is. I don't think the vast majority of people know much about. It. They might have heard the word, but they don't really know what QAnon is. I don't think so. I mean, you know, people listen to the show do, but if everyone went and asked their mom, or even their wife, if they knew QAnon, I mean, how many of them would? say someone might go did that have something to do with like like pizza gate or something i mean was i what was that i mean they they just really wouldn't know it's not really anyway I'm, I'm nitpicking i'm sorry so go on just an example of something that was like you know 10 people knew about and then all of a sudden you know a few million people knew about that's it i mean you know but a few million people is not mainstream so but it's much more widely known okay here's here's the thing my i think that um if there's nothing to do about something, there's nothing to be done about it. Right. It doesn't really affect anything. There's only so much you can say about it. Right. It's interesting. People talk about the ramifications, but like, what does it all mean? What's going to happen? And then you people talk about it, talk about it, but nothing happens. There's nothing. I don't know. Maybe nothing will happen. Maybe something will happen. You know, it's like talking about like solar flares or gamma ray bursts or a giant asteroid hitting Earth. Oh my God, what happened? And then you talk about it and you're like, okay, next we're going to do a lot with dinner. You know I mean? It's like, what, what can you say about it? So it will be, um, depending on how much information came out, like, let's say, let's say that as the, as the, um, whistleblower, David Grush, um, indicated that there were multiple species multiple like a dozen total 12 to 15 craft or maybe it was that was a separate whistleblower but 12 to 15 craft with a variety of different species okay that's a little more to talk about than if there's just like one species like the grays or something right um and there's like one craft i mean that would be but they would give a little more to think or talk about but it's like okay so we still don't and the question is, how much information do we have, right? So if, like, if they actually had alien bodies, right, which is one thing that he said, and that these bodies were made, the, the information on these bodies and their anatomies and their cell structures and all that kind of stuff was made available to the medical community, there would be ongoing stories of, 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 um, medical tests and what does this mean and wow you know we found that you know this this the, you know this might be a cure for alzheimer's because the way this their their this cell the protein in their cells maybe we might this has given us indication of how we can you know there'll be all these little things going on right you know or there's gonna be much more like hey like nature's come out with a 10-part series on the anatomy of this certain alien i mean that would give ongoing fodder right and be yeah, it would be fascinating from a scientific um standpoint um, if they knew more information about like what planet, what star systems they came from, you know, and it'd be like, then we, then it would be ongoing fascination from these telescopes that we're using and pointing them there. And can we detect, you know, how much light is being emitted and what planet they're from? And, you know, there'd be ongoing, um, scientific research, especially if it came out, it was, it was disclosed, right? What, what effect do you think it would have on, on religion? Do you think religion would just say, yeah, well, you know, God is all knowing, all seeing, so he's he's made a provision for this. It's point, you know, paragraph two, page forty-five. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Vatican, the Pope, they already came out and said, well, I don't know how many years ago, was this a couple decades ago, that, yeah, that doesn't affect anything. You know, okay. it's like, yeah. Um, you know, there's always going to be some sub, you know, certain smaller religions or some that might have some different reaction to it. And there'll be some little, some cults or, you know, some really um, extreme religions that might have some stronger reaction to it. But most... Most religions, I think, are they tend to adapt to the reality in which they exist. They start to adjust because they only exist if they have a lot of um, active members, right? Active believers. And if they have a lot of people just like, well, look, you know, you're saying this doesn't exist, and yet we're getting off this, it obviously exists. So, you know, does that mean everything else you're talking about is, is not true? In which case, I need to maybe rethink what I'm but I'm believing. But I don't know. I mean, religion, well, religion is not a Scientology. Simple. I was going to say Scientology, Scientology would pick up some members. Oh, Scientology would pick they up members because they've always Zeno been like about the aliens. Fan- yeah. <laughs> no, it's not about that. Is it? But it's not about that, that kind of, they have these alien like spirit things. They're they oh, guardian inside of us and stuff. It has nothing to do with the sort of like the typical aliens, yeah, we're talking about showing up in craft and all that kind of stuff. It has nothing to do with that. Hmm. I don't think. That's as far as smart. I am, I understand it. it doesn't have anything to do with that. Something completely I, invisible. I, yeah. So yeah. I, so we, the impact of a discussion on this stuff would be related to how much information we got. If we got some sort of like, okay, look, we admit it. There were, we've improperly held this back from the public. There have been some crashes. Um, we do have some of the stuff we have not been able to engineer stuff because it's so far advanced, you know, it's like a bricked iPhone, like you and I were talking about, like we look at it, we don't really know what to do with it. We have held this back. Maybe the government doesn't say this, but it's, it's clear from the, the columnists, the ex intelligence people is like, well, you know, we just don't want our, you know, our peer competitors like China and Russia having access because what if they got some like super weapon from it and all of a sudden, you know, they can own the world. So they're, but anyway, but we well, they still um, keep so most with, of it. We, we, sorry, sorry for interrupting. But with that in mind, just just sort of segueing, uh, Veraptor's next prediction is no international researchers, or at least completely independent of the U.S. government, will be allowed access to the artifacts. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, I think these old things would happen in phases, right? And the question is, would this phase happen over a period of like six to 18 months, five to 10 years, 20 to 30, 40 years, whatever. I mean, there's a, the way that the, how, how far this stuff is, 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 is um, delayed really affect sort of the, uh, the impact and, and how much information is given. But obviously the more information and the more detail that's given, the sooner, the more, the bigger the impact in the, and the longer it'll, uh, it'll, kind of um it'll stay in the public consciousness because like i said we could have lots of scientific um uh discussions and ongoing research like you know we constantly have i mean just think like we constantly have um articles about like quantum computing or something pop up regularly or about what the james webb telescope and it's just like you know every month oh we just discovered this or hey the researcher did this or hey that so there's this big explosion of discussion 
that would own the, you know, that would, that would drown out most everything else for three, three to six months. And then it would kind of subside. People would be like, okay, I'm tired of talking about this. It doesn't, it doesn't affect anything. This is, isn't affecting inflation. It isn't affecting where my daughter's going to college. It isn't affecting my property taxes. It isn't affecting the war in Ukraine, you know, like whatever, right? At a certain point, people just, they're like, um, they got to live, right? Got to pay the bills. But if there was enough information, then it would continually be refed in from articles about, you know, well, research is at uh, Jet Propulsion Lab and in conjunction with the Carnegie Observatory have, think they have identified what might be potential planets. And then there's a whole series of discussions, you know, about, you know. All right. Next prediction. Ben Boyter Mm -hmm. says, Justin actually stumbles into a billion dollar idea in the next 10 years forgets about us and lives it up with his cyber truck. <laughs> That's a real prediction. <laughs> I I don't think it is a real prediction. Um let's see. We've got I'll just go straight I this I'll just skip we're after had another one about aliens but pick I'll, the I'll move pick on the go. just pick whichever one you think are the most interesting to talk about or most okay. contentious. Uh Sons of Crypto says there will there will be the first thriving network state establish five years with sovereignty do you know what a network state is i mean i'm not 100 percent clear i i think it's like I, my my over understanding of it is it's like it's it's a state that's supposed to have the same legal relevance as a country but that it's completely digital and you can opt in to be in that state so members can come from anywhere in the world and, and it's all on blockchain yeah, so I've heard Bology talk a little bit about this. I mean, I'm not an expert on it, but I've, I've, yeah, heard him discuss it on a couple of podcasts. Um, so the reality is that you have to you you have to live somewhere in a physical place, right? In which case, you're either a resident or immigrant or citizen of that country, right? And most likely, yep. you're going to be a citizen of some place. So um, the network state is separate from physical reality. So at best, you're going to be a member of, or a citizen of two states. You could say, well, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a citizen of Canada and I'm a citizen of the Balji XYZ network, you know, city state or something. So, but what does that even mean? Are you like paying, you paying crypto taxes? Are you like, yeah, do they collect tax? I mean, what do you what do you get what do you get from it? Because you have to live somewhere, and you have to pay, and they're going to make you pay taxes, and you're going to have to, you know, abide by the laws and everything of that society. So I don't really, I'm not exactly sure what that even would mean. All right. Um, so this is a this is a prediction that I have to go on from Alfie dot what the fuck. Um, alfie.wtf and i have to get this is his third prediction but i have but i think it's a good one for Mm -hmm. us to talk because i totally disagree with this most of today's fangs will be forgotten within 10 years so facebook amazon um microsoft netflix like microsoft which did which g yeah Yeah. i'm blanking fang google you you forgot about google right there yeah, that weird. Yeah, I already forgot about it. Um, Ten years is, is not it. enough time. I mean, 
I don't think so. I think that uh, I think all of those will still be pretty big in, in ten years. I mean, two thousand thirteen. What? How much has changed since two thousand thirteen? In terms of those, Not much like nothing. Not much. Basically, no, no move. So the best predictor of the of the future is like the 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 best predictor of the future price of a stock is is the current price of the stock. You know, so it's it's not a guarantee, right? All things die, all things have a lifetime, but they are all making so much money and continuing to grow. You know, including Apple in there, right? Um, I think it'll be a while. I mean, the, the the scale that these companies have achieved is just ridiculous. I mean, think about IBM. Right? I, I, mean, I was IBM just, was... I was just googling IBM, thinking that that's the perfect example. And like, I think I can just give you some stats. They've got a market cap of 124 billion. They've been going since you know, I guess the 50s or the 60s or something. And Not before um, that, and they're yeah, they are. They they don't look like they're going away, you know, because they 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 end up doing other stuff, don't they? They just sort of diversify, evolve a little bit. They evolve over time. Um, Let's see. Yeah. So I could see, I, I don't know about Netflix. Google's not going anywhere. Amazon's not going anywhere. Apple's not going anywhere. Microsoft's not going anywhere. And Facebook is probably not going anywhere because, um, you know, even though Facebook itself, I don't know if its growth is kind of slowed over, but Instagram has continues to grow, which they bought. They've bought all these other things. But yeah, I, it's, that's a good call about Netflix. But But still, Netflix does dwarf anything, any other effort. Like, it's like, totally dwarfs it like if you look at disney online or any of these other things that they're, they're just nothing like netflix has like 400 million paying customers like it's that's that's why they can afford yeah, to make I, so much content um i think they'll all still be around and they'll all still be relatively healthy um i don't think if if any of them were going to go anywhere it would be netflix just because netflix has a lot of competitors with amazon prime and all these other streaming services so it's they. I don't think they have as defensible of a uh, of a market as these other companies. I mean, I made a mistake. Netflix you know. is two hundred and thirty million, but let's see um, how many customers. Two hundred thirty million what subscribers? Got subscribers, yeah. How many okay. customers does um, let's say HBO Max have? Let's just see what the difference is. HBO Max has seventy three million. Yeah. Yeah, so I I, I think uh, I I I would take the other uh, the opposite side of that than Alfie. Okay, let's have a, let's look at his away. number one. Alfie's number one. We will see Apple type VR AR Google wearing people on public transport within five years. I can buy that. Well, who is we, and how often are you going to see these people? I mean, I think so... I think that the prediction I reckon the prediction he's making is like the same as the AirPod Pro that you're wearing. The first time I saw one, someone wearing it I, and just speaking to themselves in the air, I thought, that is weird, you weirdo. And now it's completely commonplace. And I think what he's saying is, is that AR, VR is going to be, even though it's really weird to our eyes right now, it's probably going to become normalized over the next five years. Yeah, I'm a skeptic on that as well. Here's the thing. You look like an idiot wearing those goggles, just like the Google Glass. You look like an idiot and nobody wants to look like an idiot. AirPods, the small AirPods, you don't look like an idiot, right? People are very socially conscious about how they look and and in public and wearing big goggles. Now, if they can turn it, if they could somehow make it so that they're the size of glasses and they're and they're not that different from normal glasses, then absolutely you could see something like that happen. But if but if if 
and, and I don't understand uh, as much about optical technology, no help that that's even um, physically possible to do that. I mean, by the laws of physics and optical physics, can you even do something like that? Because if you if you if you just have too much, if if you have to have something that's in closing and casing to keep the outside light from coming in, from disrupting this whole thing, then you're going to have something that look like goggles, and the goggles are just going to look too weird. Now, you're, there's always some weirdo doing something, right? There's always that weird guy in the train who's doing something you're like that. You know, that guy is like <laughs> mentally ill, you know. And you're going to have people like They're that. Mentally You'll ill, see, right? <laughs> right? You will see people. You know, it's like when I walk around Venice Beach, and you're like, okay, like these weirdos doing weird things and you're they're always going to be weirdos doing weird things but is it like going to be like a common thing you know when I mean, you see not everybody doing it but like when you would go to like disneyland and all of a sudden you saw everybody with selfie sticks remember it's a that? recipe to get mugged isn't it wearing wearing this completely self-encasing vr headset and traveling on the on the metro i mean geez talk about putting yourself at a risk in a risk situation well they actually i was just reading a review of it because i anticipated you wanted to talk about it the, the apple's new um you can called. see through it. It's got passed through. It's got passed through. But it's, still, yeah, like, it gets passed it, through. Yeah. It limits your field of vision and stuff like that. I don't think that's. I don't think that's going to be. I think it might increase the odds a little bit. I don't think that's the biggest thing. But I just think people are just going to look like idiots. And nobody wants to look like an idiot, yeah, unless they become true. small enough that you don't look. You don't look dumb. I don't um, know. But you know, I will say this. I will. Dig, I will give this to you. People walk around with like these Beats headphones, like these big yeah, headphones. Yeah, exactly. Huge. Huge. And if you they're have like people like LeBron James and stuff walking around with these things, and maybe and everybody thinks they're cool because these movie stars and athletes are always walking around with them. But I still find that hard to believe. But I could, I could, I guess I could see a lot of younger professional athletes. Just like they're walking around with like the the headphones, walking. Yeah, they're doing like training sort of... in real life, you know. I mean, or you could you could like I've seen people walking down the road singing, just full on singing, and someone yeah. Well, like that's that... usually those are kind of weird. Those are typically the no. Weirdos. I mean, like, I mean, people. like someone just like a, a, a like a, a really good looking LA person, like they're obviously in a band or something like that. They're practicing a routine, so I could imagine someone having this like completely immersive yeah. experience doing that walking down the street yeah actually it's, it's like the guy walking around with a beat, beat box on his motorcycle right right, whatever, right. Man. like but that is that is those are the people who i find are sort of socially marginal i mean they may think they're cool but they look like idiots to most people um you <laughs> That's know <a> good one <laughs> um okay this is a big one this is on. a big prediction okay. from alfie alfie dot wtf europe mm-hmm. goes to war in the next five years no, I don't think that'll happen. I mean, he's. I, th- I think what he's building on is. Um, I mean, the U.S. is is sort of retracting a little bit. You know, our our influence over things, and if if um, if Europe feels like that that we're going to get, we're just gonna, going to no longer be like the world's policemen and 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 sort of guarantor of, of sort of year of safety then they'll start building up their militaries and stuff like that but i don't think that's gonna happen i mean the thing is is like you know i believe Germany, i know i mean uk and france both have nuclear weapons and you, you can't really attack a nuclear power really i mean it's i i, I don't think that's i think that's i don't think that's true 
I mean, that's a bold prediction. I mean, I think he's taking a little bit of a flyer there, um, but I don't think that's going to happen. Not that it would, right. not that we couldn't have a, a war at some point, but I think the world would have to look um, fundamentally different. Uh, the structure of Europe and everything is been fundamentally different for that to actually take place. All right. Before we move on to anything else, let's just do a quick, uh, quick project superhero update. So what's what's my stat? What's your stat? What's going I'm on? back up to two twenty point four. Yeah. You and 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 you're doing the exact same stuff with your diet and exercise or what? Pretty much. I would say it's just like it's either it's either water weight or it's just oh, I don't know. I'm just I probably need to do that extra extra something like you say. Just that extra extra Well, 40 minute walk is not much, dude, right? I mean, that's pretty. Maybe I should pretty. do two 40 minute walks. Well, 40 minute walk plus calorie counting. Yeah, okay. And you're, are you are you counting your calories? Yeah. I'm logging everything. Right. And you feel like you're being honest with yourself about I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm being, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm just in drive a truck, a truck through a loophole, Vincent. Um, so I'm, I'm being kind of honest about it. Mostly. Honest. So in other words, you're not being that serious on the diet. Is that what I, I will be trying? I'll, I'll try and be more serious. I'll try and be more serious. Ne- next show. Yeah, I, I don't care. I'm just, okay. I'm, you know, it's, you know, the, you <laughs> how know? about you? How's so yours? You. How's yours? Yeah. I, um, I've hit a brick wall at like just under 200 pounds. Last three weeks, ever since I started lifting weights, I have not mm. lost any weight. My waist is down, like I think you said before, like three quarters of an inch or so. So yeah. um, I've decided what I'm going to do is I'm going to take like a, a week and a half sort of diet break. So I started yesterday. I just said, screw it, you know, because I'm flying. I had to fly up to, you know, Eugene to help Colby move out. And then uh, next weekend, I'm going to be flying up to Stanford with mm-hmm. Lily because she's got a gymnastics camp there. And so I figured, and I'm leaving, we're flying up on Thursday. So I'm like, right, I'm just going to, from Friday, so basically two week through two weekends, I'm just going to not really worry about the diet. I mean, I'm still going to lift weights and, and do some, um, do a little bit of cardio, do some like interval training, keep my, um, my uh, cardiovascular system fit, but I'm not going to be trying to burn a ton of calories. And then I will, uh, I'll jump back on, see if that kind of resets things. Cause that, that, I feel like that's done that in the past where I kind of hit a wall and then you just kind of, you have to take like a week or two just to kind of let things, I don't know, really metabolism reset somehow. If that doesn't okay. work, see, I don't know because I've been doing like 500 calories plus of really good, you know, interval cardio, like keep my heart rate up, you know, really burning a lot of calories and, um, and also lifting weights, like lifting weights four or five days a week and pretty intensely too, not just messing around. So I'm burning a lot of calories and my diet has been on point. So that's when I'm just like, what the hell's going on? But, um, I think I probably just put on, I think it's a little bit of water weight, but I think it's also just put on, put on some muscle. Okay. Fair but enough. we'll see, but we'll see. I, I, I mean, I, at some, I mean, if my waist keeps going down, then I am putting a muscle. If my waist stalls out too, if I don't lose any half a waist, then, then I'm definitely, um, I definitely have to be more severe on my diet. So. Well, you've certainly inspired. You everyone. seem unenthusiastic yeah. about this topic, Justin. You you, seem very... you've, inspired, you've inspired people. That's very nice that you've inspired people in the channel. People are going. But yet for you it. were uninspired. You seem sad. Well, I'll I'll try and be I'll try and be inspired. But I've just got. It's like it's like. Look, how many fights can I have at the same time? You know, it's like okay, I've got to fight with myself to get the the nitro note stuff. I've got to fight with myself to get the calorie counting stuff. I've got to fight with myself to do. So it's like 
how many fights can I have at the same time? Like I've only got yeah, so much no, freaking it's, it's tough. fight power. That's true. <laughs> I well, it's funny. I told I told Sandy we were just talked about this today because she she we had New Year's. She wanted everyone to go around the uh, everyone in the family go around the table and and come up with a resolution. And I I really have avoided doing that in the past. And I said, all right, this year I want to make Math Academy profitable, and I'm going to lose weight. So yeah, I remember yeah, you said that. Yeah. So just two things, not five things, just two things. <laughs> the only, yeah. really, if if those are only two things, the lack of profitable the Math Academy and the and not and, and and not being fit are the two things that are making me unhappy. Everything else is good. So if I can get those two on track, everything will be just great. So you know, well, Math Academy is not yet profitable like we're not making a lot of money or anything like that much less recoup the investment and i am not at a level where i would call myself fit it's been substantial progress i'm like halfway yeah, there on the way yeah 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 that's right oh, although also one there. thing well I'll say with it, although we'll have to say that on the math academy obviously it's not just up to me making it profitable so sandy it's it's a big part of that too and the rest of the team so it's not just yeah. a, a one-man show um very true. So anyway, all right. So that's it for the Project Superhero. We'll uh, hopefully have a better update next week, right, Justin? Right. Uh, yes. Yes. Yes, we'll... sir. Two, sir. Three bags full, sir. Sir, yes, sir. Okay. So, okay. So in terms of the Wuhan stuff, have you been reading it or following it all? Or are you um... just just that one link that I that I had sent you, which just basically said, um, I mean, I did read. I mean, I'm not obviously didn't read the whole thing, but I did skim it. I did skim <laughs> I... the whole thing. I, I totally skimmed the, skimmed the first paragraph. <laughs> no, no, I didn't just skim the first paragraph. I skimmed lots of paragraphs. And okay. um, the impre- the takeaway that I got is, is that there's significantly strong evidence that the whole corona thing is a byproduct of um, like a, a, a Chinese uh, biological warfare research project. You know, I actually didn't read that article. I have to say, I, I forgot that you posted that. So I don't know about the the, the military angle. Um, mm, okay. The, there's just another few articles that came out. At, uh, I think there's one in The Intercept and New York Post and uh, Taibbi and Schellenberger came out with something. They, they, the big part of it was that the, the first three people to get it were researchers at the Wuhan Institute in November. Right. Right. Yes. I mean, that's like the smoking gum. And, and they asked the, this was an internal intel, an, an intelligence agent uh, or agent. And, uh, and I think they had multiple people inside the government. And they all said, they said, what, what's the, what's the probability that this is the, uh, what's the certainty? And it's like hundred percent. So we had the was, FBI. But the, that was the FBI, but the, the other one. No, no, that, the F, no, no, that, that was, was back. Well, the FBI said that back in uh, February. Okay. So this is just and just then, came out. The like CIA a couple days said ago. said they weren't sure, right? No, I don't know about that. I mean, the State Department has come out and said likely the over, you know the. I mean, I don't remember the the exact wording they used. The Department of Energy, the FBI. Um, I mean, dude, this is like this is like ninety nine percent. This is ninety nine percent. That whole Rancoon dog pancake. This is all. That's all bullshit manufactured stuff that has been totally debunked that that there was all nonsense it's been shown as junk science that the the people who are going to be held culpable for this are just throwing out nonsense to see if they can get the media to bite and kind of you know pull the dogs off but mm. um 
it's it's like a ninety nine percent sure this thing came from a lab from not a lab from Wuhan, and that was in part funded by Eco Health Alliance and Peter Daszak from funding from National Institute of Infectious and Allergy Infectious Disease or whatever the one Fauci. Oh, you should read the article and that I, Yeah, you should yeah. read the article that I sent because it was it was all pinned around China. So it was just it 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 laid this sort of groundwork for how how this came from from China. Okay, well we can pick up on that uh, again. Yeah. I'll 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 have to read up on it, but you know at this point, I mean, it's just I think it's 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 less about where it came from. We know it came from. We know it came. from It's just it didn't but, come from bats in a cave. That's what we know for a fact. Or we it's very, it, very well. No, it did come from bats in a cave originally. That's these virtues. That's where they got these viruses and they brought them back. They brought they played they, with them. They, and they, and they, they, you know, and they experimented with these things and added a furin, uh, furin cleavage made site, human made friendly. vastly more, yeah, made them vastly more infectious to humans and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah. um, the, then one of the first three guys who got infe- infected was the number two guy. There was under, I think, the main um, primary investigator, she's Zen or something. I can't remember her name, but she was going to work with Barrick at, at, at University of North Carolina on these like. And the sort of gain of function type of um, technology and techniques, and her number two was the guy who who specialized specifically in working on the the chimeric um, bat coronavirus stuff, and he was on the, one of the first three guys. Ben, who who got the, and did they die? Sick. Did they die or were they? I don't think they got sick. No, I don't, just... think, they got, uh, I don't think anyone died. They didn't say that in the in right, any of these. Okay. Uh, articles so so but the, the the i think the, the the interesting angle the important angle it's like when is how 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 is how dysfunctional is our government that we're allowing this to happen i mean obama's administration put a ban of funding on gain of function research back in 2014 yet this stuff yet fauci and 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 collins those people worked around that with loopholes and so well, we don't call it officially What's gain, gain of function, function? What's when you add, well, which is exactly what it sounds like. When you add functionality to an existing virus to make it do something they wouldn't normally do, like be more infectious or be infectious to humans or something like that. That's what gain of function is. Now, oh, yeah. now Fauci, the way they would try and say it's like, when you add function where you know what it's going to do, then it's gain of function. If you don't know what it's going to do and you don't know it's going to be bad, then it's not gain of function, which is just, you know, stupid. Um, that's just a ridiculous lawyering of of uh, terminology, you know. And he he, I mean, Fauci lied in those in those um, initial what, Senate hearings, lied his ass off, and he's he I mean you know he knows what he, he knows what he's done he's done, and so there's other people, so there's Collins and some of those and some of those other people who were, you know, Dasik and these other people who were part of this thing, and that's why they've been doing their best to obfuscate it and and. Um, try and get the media to go in a different direction because ultimately they're responsible for tens of millions of people being killed and trillions of dollars in um in global uh economic destruction i mean this has been horrible for the whole world and but what's worse is that how many people were unwilling to even think about it to even consider it i mean it is it's 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 it's, it's, what's that and so they died no, no, Justin. Are you saying, the, no, no. The the people who wouldn't even consider that it came from a lab. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Which is like almost everybody. Almost everybody was 
but brains did not work on all enough to say, you know what, this is the Occam's razor. This is the most obvious, simple thing that happened. But because the Washington Post and New York Times are claiming you're a conspiracy theorist because you're claiming the obvious Occam's razor answer is is wrong, you're unwilling to think about it. You're unwilling to allow yourself to entertain the idea. And people need to stop allowing themselves to be gaslit by complete bullshit artists. And what happened here is um, Peter Daszak, he got his group of virologists along with Fauci to say, hey, we're all kind of in this together. We got to, we got to, you know, make them understand that this did not come from a lab that, you know, otherwise it's going to really put our, um, our field in disrepute and there's going to be all kind of regulation, all kind of horrible things. And what we do is really important. So we need to just, you know, we completely disavow any discussion of this stuff through that at the media, the media bought it without asking anyone for their side, investigating what Peter Daszak's role was, Equal Health Alliance's role was in, in the, and funding Wuhan or anything like that. And then just, and literally calling anybody who would entertain another hypothesis as a conspiracy theorist. I mean, that is, was a complete, incredibly destructive thing to happen. Yeah. I mean, what, you know, uh, New York times is, is quite, quite the paper, quite the, they've said some, they, they've been really yeah disingenuous. Well, a lot um, of the New York times, I mean, life's paper, they're supposed to be the paper record and, you know, I mean, you know, they, they're not without fault, but this has been a really bad one. Um, you know, Washington Post was there. I mean, most of the media wouldn't even talk about it. And now it's now it's like it's obvious it happens. And, and now at this point, you're just kind of a denialist. There's so much circumstantial evidence. And it's like saying it's like saying if we had a serial killer and it's saying, well, his DNA was on the weapon and the, her body parts, the woman he killed, her foot was found in his trash bag and he... <laughs> He wrote a letter talking about how he wanted to dismember people, and people talk about this. But he still won't confess, so we don't know for sure. We'll never know. It's like, dude, give me a break. Right. At some point, give me a break. You know, and it's just, and and um, it's just, and that's what's so uh, that's that's just so frustrating. But 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 when people say like, well, why are we still talking about it? I mean, COVID is over. It's like, so you don't want to talk about something that killed tens of millions of people. And that, guess what? We're still funding this stuff. We're still funding gain of function at multiple labs around the world. Do you don't think that's a bad? Do you think that's something we need to discuss and probably shut down? But do you only want to talk about yes. it? And the reason you want to talk about it is because you don't want to admit that you were fooled. You don't want to admit that you didn't see this as a likely scenario and, and were unwilling uh, to even consider it. And that. Maybe part, and maybe your tribe aligned with the opposite side of a what trying to be a catastrophic situation, and you don't want to admit that. Yeah, and that's the problem with being tribal. People need to stop being part of tribes. You're not conservative. You're not Democrat. You're not liberal. You're just be a a, a independent thinking, intelligent person, and analyzing everything critically. And use your own brain. And you need to, if, if you find yourself agreeing with everybody on one side of the bay or the other, you're not thinking for yourself. That's the thing. You gotta, you have to, because all these people who you say, well, this, this, this journalist or this expert 
know, I, I, anything he says or anything she says is right. It's like, it, you can go back and you say they were wrong. Uh, most of the people have been wrong, on the wrong side of things. Just literally just wrong. Not just that I'd never agree with her. I didn't agree with her opinion. They were wrong on something. And so um, it's, I, I think it, it's just, uh, if you, if, if you want to increase your chances of not being fooled and not being schnookered and not being just on the wrong side of things, you got to think for yourself. Don't be part of a tribe. But unfortunately, that's part of our natural instinct is to, is to, is to be, it's safer to be part of a tribe, right? And to be in being good standing, I have to voice the, 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 you know, I have to pass the purity test of my tribe. Can, can the show be called Don't Be Part of a Tribe? That's a horrible, horrible name, Justin, which is why you were not allowed to name shows. Okay. So listen, let's finish up this show. Let's finish up this show talking about um, uh, TV, TV, TV. So I've got a couple that okay. I want to bring up. Um, okay. So Netflix Fubar with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I haven't seen it. I saw I saw the Arnold documentary, which is great. But this is good. The Fubar is great. It's funny. It's it's just really funny. It's just it's good. I mean, like it doesn't really matter whether he's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, obviously he is on a stronger but it's it's just that it's done well it's it's a bit like the true lies thing where um he, you know his wife uh, ends up being he doesn't know he's a spy and ends up being a spy but this is set differently it's it's his daughter has been in the cia for for like 15 years and he's been in the cia for 40 years but they don't know that each other's in the cia and then they they meet on an op and it's just very funny and there's eight episodes and what's really good about it okay, okay don't give away any spoilers did you just spoil like the first no, 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 I didn't spoil. I didn't spoil. I did not spoil anything. That's that's literally in the trailer. And so what's really okay. cool is that um, it's eight episodes long and every episode is movie quality. So it's like it's just like a really long movie. You know, it's okay. a really long movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, very good actors. There's a lot of comedy that's like done by actors who you'd see in the Judd Apatow movies, you know, um, like... Um, uh, pineapple express type of people <laughs> and um so so it's it's funny it's funny actors and it's good it's good very good dialogue and it's just it's just funny it's well done it's well done okay well i so watched I the, the document the documentary on netflix called arnold yeah and it was uh, i think it was three 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 episodes maybe four really good really good um i i'd highly recommend it i mean it starts with him as a kid in austria and the whole thing, even at the end, you know, with his divorce and how he, you know, fathered the kid, you know, cheated on his wife, with, you know, if I was a kid with his maid and kind of what a, what a scandal and what a fuck up that was. And he talks about that kind of, honestly, he admits it, how he screwed it up, he screwed everything up, but, uh, it's, um, fantastic, uh, fantastic documentary. I really, I liked it. So I, I would recommend that one. Um, did you, I saw the documentary on, and I think it's on, it was on Netflix. Another Netflix thing I just saw was the um, a documentary on, I think it was the Tour de France. It was like the. No, um, I haven't seen it, but I, I'd heard, I'd heard you it. Seen What's it? it called? Tour de Force or something? Something like that. I mean, Tour I don't even force, know. Yeah. I just see a bunch of dudes on cycles. That's what the, that's what the, the art cover so, art of it looks. It's, it's good. It's, it's really good, though. I mean, um, I'm not even I'm not into cycling necessarily. My brother is, and I have some friends. But it's not about are, Lance Armstrong or something like that, though, right? No, no. This is of this is like of the twenty. I'm not sure what year it was. I don't know if it was the the, the tour of 2022, probably maybe 2021. But it's really okay. good. So that's 
I'm trying to think if I've seen anything else. Oh, oh, you know what I'm watching is Schmigadoo. Schmigadoon. Have you seen that one? No. I think that was on. That? I think that's Apple, maybe. Well, it's it's like these these this couple and one guy from I think it I can't remember it's Key or Peel one of Key one of the you know Key and Peel those two guys I can't remember which one yeah it's the bald yeah. guy he's the he's the um the the one of the leads and there it's this couple that ends up going into a musical like they're 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 in an actual musical in real life and everyone around them is a, is a musical and um, so it's so this fantastical kind of a thing. Oh, that that guy Jordan Peele. He's he's become yeah. he's really made a name for himself in teenage horror stuff. Is it Peele? Okay, okay. But which yeah, one? Is he the bald yeah. one? Is uh, he the bald one? The key is the key is the bald one. Yeah. So yeah. key. Yeah. So it's key. So he was. He's great. Um, he's really funny. Um, and then there's a second season. It's called Chicago, which is like a <laughs> documentary, like you know, like Chicago. It's more of a different different kinds of. Um, of uh okay ca- cabaret so, in chicago different kinds of uh of musicals we spoke about remember Manifest. we spoke about manifest that show manifest so they they dropped the last oh, 10 God. episodes so 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 that show was canceled and then netflix took it up and then they did the last season and i had l- really enjoyed that show anyway they did the last they dropped the last 10 10 episodes um it's just really well wrapped up like of any show you think, I think, you think manifest was a boat. good show you really thought that was a good show? I, no, I don't. No, 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 no. I never said that. I said <laughs> you I really said both enjoyed really it. good. Okay, I did. Oh, you say, enjoyed it. I didn't. It wasn't say a good show, it, but you enjoyed. I it. I enjoyed okay. it. I enjoyed it a lot. And the last ten episodes. Um, so they, I guess they did the last season, twenty episode season, first set of ten, then they dropped the second second set of ten. But they wrapped up the whole show in a, just a really good way. So it's rare to see that. So because um, I also like that other show, Lucifer. And also not a good show, but I really enjoyed it. Mm. And Netflix did the same with that. And that had quite a good wrap mm. up, but not quite as good as this. This was just really well wrapped up. So if you did like uh, Manifest, um, then do. And I'm just getting a text from Georgie. Wrap it up, B. <laughs> wrap <laughs> it up. All right. That's a wrap. We're out.